The Spin-Off Podcast Network. Kia welcome along to Remember When. This is a podcast where we take a look back at the trends and phenomena that shaped us as youth in Aotearoa. My name is Jane Yee. I'm joined by the Spin-Off's Aotea editor, Leonie Hayden. Kia and also joined by... Well, you don't really work for the spin-off. Hayden Donnell, who is spin-off adjacent, I guess. Yes, okay. I work for RNZ now mainly. All right, well, we don't need to don't plug the competition. <laughs> I've got these guys together so that we can remember when church camp. So, what are your memories of church camp, guys? My uh, camp going was not attached to a church per se. I wasn't raised in the church, but I was raised by a single working mother who needed to get rid of me on most school holidays, so I was sent to a Christian youth camp. I won't name the camp because I might say something defamatory later on. (laughs) But yeah, it was all Christian all the time and I loved it. Was it like a Pentecostal kind of a camp? I don't really know what that means. Oh, that's kind of like a lot of, lot of singing, very... Uh, hands not, in the air. Hands in the air, not so much hymns, yep. more speaking like... Speaking in yes. tongues. Yeah, yeah, speaking in tongues, people fainting. Yes. People fainting because they're in a hot chapel, <laughs> and then them saying it is the spirit of the Lord Jesus Christ. There's a little bit of that. Yeah. I was mostly there for the singing. And what about you, Hayden? I was raised in the church, so I was a keen Baptist. Devoted Baptist, and we had a special church camp. Most people went to, I think, one in the Waikato, uh, but we went over to Mototapu Island. So it was a special one that was just us, our Baptist church, and a Presbyterian church with a main two, but literally surrounded by a moat. So just it couldn't be more geographically isolated. It's a petri dish of Christianity. To see what happens when you put enough Christianity in one place and isolate it, and that was really, I think, where we let loose. Were the Presbyterians slightly looser? I think maybe they're a bad influence on us, yeah. yes. <laughs> Presbyterians, I mean, we talk about backsliders. They're already halfway there. They're already halfway <laughs> down the mountain, aren't they? I feel like, they, you know, Presbyterians where I would have slid into on my way out the back of the, <laughs> the church, you know, they're like the halfway. Let's not even the Anglicans. Oh, their, their pastor was liberal. We were, they, didn't, they didn't know shame like we did. Oh, we knew shame. We knew shame. They didn't know shame. I went to a church. My, I don't come from a Christian family. My eldest sister was a youth group leader, and she uh, she took me along to youth group, and I bloody loved it because there were people there who were nice to me, and there were some cute boys, and I got fully sucked into the whole shebang. Uh, but the, the camp was the highlight. You were always encouraged to bring along your uh, your unconverted friends. Oh. Because camp was a great time. You could picture it as like, you know, it's like school camp, only more fun. Yeah. Because we don't have to do any learning, which is a lie, because you do. You do Bible studies. And then you get them in there, and then they play the emotional music. Uh, they tell them that they're dirty, rotten little sinners, and that the only way that they're going to get into heaven is if they take Jesus as their saviour, right here and now, altar call. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's surprisingly it's, effective, by the way. Because you can't get the outside influences. Like in the outside world, you might have Sorry, someone. the secular world. The se- yeah. <laughs> we just, in the Christian church, we just called it the world. <laughs> we didn't true. need any of these qualifiers. <laughs> the world was anything that wasn't. We're in the world, but not of it. That is absolutely true. We have to somehow dip our toes <laughs> in there to go to work or whatever. But we are not part of that no, crap. No. And, yeah, I, that, this was the ultimate removal of all of the world and that you could everything there was targeted towards Christianity and you could absolutely, on reflection, didn't really 
twig to this at the time, but you could really get all those emotions heightened. It was testimonials were the thing that always got me. You know, someone standing up and talking about their journey to finding the light. So many drug addicts. Yes. Well, I mean, I didn't have too many of those on my school holiday program. <laughs> okay, maybe, maybe not. I mean, in general. But, the, you know, the leaders, the, all the cabin leaders were sort of, they seemed like grown-ups to me, but now when I think about it, they're probably all like between the ages of 16 and 19. <laughs> and at the camp I went to, you called all the leaders auntie or uncle. Um, and so that, by virtue of that, they just seemed much older. And then they'd stand up and talk about how they used to drink and smoke cigarettes and... Um, they were, you know, sliding into a life of sin and just the emotion of that is hard not to be like, I aspire to be a better person like you're trying to be, you know? Yeah. But also you're thinking, I've done those things and I'm at that evil stage a lot of the time. It, it really is a guilt ramping up uh, scenario. And for us, it was really, I think... On reflection, it's that ramping up of the guilt over the drinking, for me, it was a particular point of contention. <laughs> to, to loved a little tipple on a weekend back then, and oh, just the guilt that you felt because you're away from it and you're being told that actually it's bad, but there's hope here. And it was all building up towards the Sunday night mm. where I think everyone sort of fell over and fainted and... It's cried and had spiritual experiences, but Spoken I think it's tongues. That, it's that relief, right? You're building up to that relief of like that guilt is going to be removed, or mm. and there's so much love mm. and wide games. Did you do wide games? I didn't know what a wide game was until I went to a church camp. A lot of bull rush. Bull, anything What's a wide that, game? Anything on a field Capture that the flag. where oh. you take up a lot of space. The parachute that you go in the middle and then everyone holds the edge of the parachute. That was a a thrill. In fact, all of the activities on the camp I used to do were just the bomb. There was a piece of carpet attached to the back of a tractor and Uncle Ben would hoon around a field with you just clinging on for dear life. There were two lakes. One had a flying fox going into it. There were paddle boats. There was a shooting range, which on reflection is a little bit worrying for a a Christian (laughs) youth camp, but I turned out I was quite good at that. Talent shows? Oh, I loved that. Yeah, talent shows. Definitely yeah. participated. If you love structured fun, <laughs> a Christian camp is for you. Like, go at any time. Also, if you love emotional chord progressions, because the oh, music yeah. is such a significant part yeah. of, I mean, Christianity in general, but at a camp and you've got like a chapel service every day or whatever you might call it. Look, you can bag Christians out as much as you like, but they know how to write a very emotional, stirring tune. Yeah, I reckon, yeah, Christian worship has has become a genre unto itself. And rest- you, can, you can identify it from the first couple of chords mm. now. They've perfected it. I challenge any dirty, rotten sinner to stand in a room where someone is on the synth and playing while the pastor or the minister the reverend or whatever, is is delivering their message of hope uh, and eternal life and not be stirred into putting their hand up when they're like, well, now we know there's someone out there. We're talking to you. You know who you are. And Jesus just wants to come and meet you where you're at. Just raise your hand and we'll come and talk to you. The relief, the relief in that is incredible. Yeah. I always felt like they're talking to me because every <laughs> single person in the room had done a sin. It's weird. <laughs> it's like it's like they're hypnotists in a way, you they know? Are. They're just testing how manipulatable you you are at that point. I had a very profound life-changing experience at, at a Christian camp. Did you get uh, pregnant? <laughs> 
Lot, not not particularly that one. The, the, that was more parachute. Yeah, that's parachute's got a bit of a was a, a little bit different. It wasn't as much. It's too much structured fun for any of that. Uh, but yeah, I just I. Uh, to be honest, I mean, uh, this is not good. I do not endorse this behavior. I just got a drink driving chat. So, like, it, it wasn't good. I was not in a good place personally. Well, that's a, you're perfectly ripe for. I was very guilty <laughs> at the time. So, I was very guilty, and they did this altar call. I went up, nothing happened. But then I talked to someone, and I was just like, I have done this. And they kind of were like nice about it or forgiving about it. And I was felt so profound, just I felt like this weight of guilt had gone off me. I can still almost feel echoes of it today. And I just became a conservative Christian for like three years. And when I and it was weird. So yeah, the church camps really do that to you. Because I, I thought the only th- thing that I knew at the time, I was like, that's got to be God. Yeah. That was definitely God. Because I felt God. terrible and then I felt better. But actually what Christian... Christianity does is they build up this tension of guilt and then this experience of it being relieved is almost so profound that you feel like that's got to be God. And that's what happened to me. I became a a Christian of sorts for a while. And then when I lost that, it was terrible. Oh. It was an existential crisis like no other. That's my story. That's my testimony. That's I was a giant nerd before I started going to church and then I went to church and was like, I'm at home. Yeah. Look at all these people being good along with me. Oh. But that, all that did is made me feel like terrible when I did something like, I don't know, have a dirty thought. Yeah. Uh-oh, going to hell. A lot of lust. lust. I, I remember so listening lust. to a song on melancholy and the infinite sadness. How do you be listening pumpkin. to this? Yeah, and just being like, there are demons in this. <laughs> yeah, the, actually, that's the other thing. It really fosters this like quite true belief in the the malicious spirits around you that yes. you just never noticed before no. and like the number 666 is actually here and here and here and then you've got like it's on every barcode older people yeah it's on every barcode and back then, masking music if you listen to Stairway to Heaven backwards exactly you can hear, you can hear the Satan saying it infuses everything of the world right every yeah. normal thing that you've ever done and every normal yeah. thing out in the world with a sense of foreboding and guilt and because and it's so like, like there's teenagers who are passing on this information to you not necessarily sort of like like the middle-aged pastor. So you can't disregard it. Exactly. Your peers. Exactly. They're your peers and they're the ones that you look up to and want to be like. God, I feel it's like I'm, I'm left with more questions than answers after this. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I'll I just say, deep soul searching. My love affair with um, youth camp ended. So I went from about the age of seven or eight to 13. And then at the age of 13, I went to a, a co-ed camp. A lot of them were just girls only. Oh God! I went to a co-ed camp and, of course, you know, the hormones were beginning to rear their head and I had my first kiss at camp. But um, I also got caught in a boys' bunk room holding hands with that boy who was my boyfriend, even though we'd, met, we'd known each other for three days. And the camp leader found us and all we were doing was holding hands. But then I had to have this sort of laying on of hands by the chaplain to get these sort of like evil thoughts and uh, spirits out of me and I lost my faith in that moment because I I just knew that what I had done wasn't wrong. That you were so much smarter than me, me I would have just been like, absolutely, I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I felt and the same way that you, when you were talking just now about losing your faith, I felt the same way. I, even though I knew I, I was right, I was also, I was right but lost. Because this thing that I had relied on for many years now was no longer like available to me, 
And it was, yeah, it was quite profound. But then, of course, I started my major descent into sin <laughs> for the rest of my teens. Probably could have done with a bit of God during those years. I have suggested that we all go back to a church camp. For me, I think that the whole time that I was at church, I kind of knew that I didn't really believe it, but I didn't, I don't want to admit it. Yeah, reaching a point of going, okay, you know what? The game's up. Yeah. I'm out. And there's always an immediate, like, because I got baptised just before I left church, that's everyone was like, that always happens. The Satan really comes after you after you've been baptised because he knows you're, like, you're on your way to pure holiness. Wow. Yeah. Mm. So everyone just put it down to that, and then you just don't hear from anyone again. Like, she's gone. Yeah. I do really have respect for people who have faith. I mean, there's no way that someone who has faith can listen to the discussion we've just had and not probably not be offended by this discussion. Sorry. So uh, apologies and you know for that, but um, I, I am still amazed and encouraged that people have faith and use that to grow community and do good things as well. I think that's great. That's really nice, Leone. Yeah. You I mean, made me feel bad. I mean, the no, guilt I'm complex. just trying to make myself not feel as bad because... <laughs> I have I have real distaste for elements of Christian culture, but I don't oh, have any distaste for people that want to find hope in this universe. Yeah. It's just the manipulative stuff that I That's get. Right. I, it feels icky to me. I just feel guilty now. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't take much. And that's, that's the hangover for I the rest think of so. my life. Yeah. That's and I will the always resent that. The, the <laughs> lingering shame that just echoes in my little <laughs> lizard brain back there because it got put in when I was young and impressionable. <laughs> I will never forgive all those well, people. Yeah. And, and I meant to forgive them because I know that because of all of the things <laughs> I was taught. Amen. I am a C. I, I am a C H. I am a C H R I S T I A N. And I have C H R I S T M A H E A R T. Then I will L I B E T E I N A L O I. I can't. I can't. I don't know all the. I don't know all the letters. <laughs> I don't know all the words. I don't know all the letters. Thank you very much for listening to Remember When. Thank you, Hayden. Thank you, Leone. This has been brought to you by the Spinoff Members. Kia ora e tewi. Kia ora Butler here, podcast manager at the Spinoff. If you enjoy listening to our podcasts, consider supporting our mahi by signing up to become a spin-off member at thespinoff.co.nz slash donate. The Spin-Off Podcast Network.